0: Welcome to The Loft Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message and that it ignites in you a hunger for more of God's presence in your life. Worship, that's what I'm talking about. Amen. Everybody feel that tonight? That was a different perspective. Give it a clap offering. I thought it was tremendous. Tremendous. Because it wasn't about us. It was about reaching out to God and spending time with Him. And, and it can't be any, any better than that. Amen. So I have all my props. By the way, just to let you know, it says band aids. So we're doing demonstrations along with everything else. My, my wife looks at me and says, What are you doing? I said, I'm doing demonstrations. Really? I said, Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So um, two weeks, or well, a week ago, last Friday at. at our life group, um, we divided the guys and the gals up. Luann took the gals into the other room and the guys were discussing. And this comment came out of one of our guys. He says, I want to know the difference and be a peacemaker instead of a peacekeeper. And all of a sudden, God just downloaded and said, you should check that out. And so when I looked at scripture, I looked at this one. It says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Oh, hallelujah. If, if, if there's anything in life I don't mind, I wanna be called the son of God. How is with me right now? Yeah. Or a daughter of God, doesn't matter which one. So um, when, in researching that, I found out that there's, there's a peacekeeper and a peacemaker. And at Life Group, we went over this subject last night, and there was a big hoo-ha about, oh, they're the same. Uh, no, they're not. I kept saying, no, they're not. And they're like, uh, but you can do peacekeeping things and be a peacemaker. I said, no, you can't. Because once you step over that line to be a peacemaker, you're a peacemaker. And you're in a, who's in a fast with us this week, this last week? You're a peacemaker in your fast, why? Because you're saying to your body, I'm denying myself because I wanna get closer to God. There's a bigger picture involved and you're not just peacekeeping. Um, you, you might say, well, what, why is that important? Here's, here's some things I wanna I want, I want define peacekeeper and peacemaker. It says, whereas a peacekeeper is tasked to keep external peace, the peacemaker is primarily concerned with internal peace. We see the former of these demonstrated on the global scene every day. Peacekeepers are stationed across the world seeking to provide an environment that fosters the absence of all conflict. Biblically guided peacemakers, on the other hand, seek to align their mission with that of Jesus' desire for us and has found Basically, we're saying, listen, I don't mind conflict if I'm bringing the peace of Jesus Christ. You just witness it in worship. We sought out God and not our own peace, and it was a whole different level. Faithy, excellent job. I don't know. I don't know if you agree with that, but I thought we went to a different level. Okay. I'm just there. So, why is it important that we are peacemakers? Well, as you know, here at the church, we have. I believe seven, what's the word I want to use? The seven cultures. I was ready to say seven deadly sins. No, seven cultures. And one of them is spiritual maturity. And God is is looking for us. And and if that's anything I think the church should be concentrating on during the fast is spiritual maturity, growing in God. Because you know what? We're still children. We still act like kids. We act like peacekeepers. In this, in, in, and that's the big church, but I think that's in all churches, amen? And and the way spiritual maturity is described, we believe spiritual maturity is measured in how we love, not just in what we know. We are called to fulfill the great commission by bringing the good news of heaven to the hearts of people. We all give, we all been given gifts and each of us is called to be equipped and release to use our gifts to the purpose of populating the kingdom of heaven as well as establishing his government here on earth. We are kingdom focused, not just focused on local church. That's maturity, amen? Now, I'm gonna gonna say some scriptures to help you understand where we're going tonight. Uh, John 14, 27 says this, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world give and gives, do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. How many, when you look at today's economy and what's going on in the world, how many feel just a tremendous amount of peace? Uh, one hand, one you know, you know what, I look at the world today and I'm like, well, because you know, first of all, God has set me up with retirement and because he worked through people and he prepared me, but, you know, like I talked to my brother, Bob, and, you know, his retirement's tied up in 401K. He says, I'm losing money. You know, and it is, it's pretty bleak what, what the world is telling us and showing us, and, and if you find peace there, please tell me how. Because I look at that situation and I go, God, you're in control. There ain't nothing that the world can throw at me that you're not in control of. And my peace is not situated or based on what the world dictates to me based on this scripture. It's what God dictates to me. Amen? Ephesians 4.15 says, Instead of speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every I'm sorry. Let's say that differently. It says, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become... In every respect, the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. see spiritual maturity means you know what I got peace in any situation why I, for those for those who don't know I, mean, I came to church was was I fully functional? no, I came here with some pains and some aches and it's like, you know what I, I, that that is not why I'm worshiping today. I, I, it's not to feel good. I told Life Group, you know, Life Group last night, we were having a good old time because when our Life Group gets, you know, they grab onto something, they're like a bulldog with a bone. It's like, we're not letting go. We're gonna keep talking about this. We went late last night. And, and so I told, I told Life Group last night, I said, I'm not here to make you happy. And I'll tell you the same thing, church. Any leadership in this place is not here to make you happy. They're here to introduce you to the almighty God and bring that peace to your life. You know, when Luann and I started Life Group, I don't know, what, three four years ago, um, we, we prayed and, and God spoke to both of us. says, okay, in this Life Group, you're gonna do life. You know, in fact, we didn't even do worship for the first six months. It was all about doing life. And we had some of the rawest, you know, our life group became the life group where if you wanted to hear a cuss word, you would hear it, trust me, because people were being just raw and honest, but guess what, God was delivering them because every time somebody had a problem when they came to life group, it's like, let me introduce you to my, my God. One of the things that you learn as a pastor, I was a pastor for 16 years before this church, what, the first thing you learn is there is a God and I am not him. And so when you're running life group, it's like real easy. Listen, I'm not, you, well, Steve, what do you think? Luann, what do you think? Tell me what to do. It's like, have you uh, prayed and seek God and what does God say to you? You know, it's not, a, it's not about me listening to God on your behalf. It's about me introducing him to you. And, 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 and that's all there is to it. And that's what we're called to do as a church. We are, you know, and, and here's, and do you know that Jesus was the greatest peacemaker of them all? In fact, Isaiah 9 6, it says, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince, Prince of Peace. He was titled the peacemaker. Because what, what was his goal when he came to earth was to reconcile people back to their God. That was his whole purpose. In fact, he, uh, and, and you might look at his life and think, uh, you know what, there was no peace around him because he had so much testing and stress and going to the cross and all that good stuff. And by the way, I am following my notes tonight because I wrote down a lot of stuff I didn't want to miss but here's, here's what that peacemaker said in Scripture. Matthew 10: 34 through 39, you're going to like this. Do not think that I come to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. for I came to set man against his father, a daughter against his mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be member of his household. Verse 37. He who loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who has found life will lose it, and he who has lost his life for my sake will find it. It's a a different thing. Being a peacemaker is not about it's, not, it's, it's about the big picture. People say, what in the heck are you talking about? Because some people do not recognize the big picture. How do I know this? Well, um, I've, right now I'm going through some medical situations. And so all, all the way up until probably hmm, two weeks ago, my body loves sugar. I mean, I, I go into a store and all, all, all my body's saying, give me sugar, 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 sugar. It's like an addict, you know? Sugar, sugar, where is it? And of course, you know, the store set it up. You go to the cash register. What's to the right? Candy bars. Now, my favorite choice is Reese's, Nestle Crunch, sometimes a payday, okay? But, but, you know, and I would grab one. And so, you know, and there would be sometimes an argument, but I pretty much kept the peace with that notion. Why? Well, because it was easier that way. And then a, couple, a week, about two weeks ago, I went into the doctor, tested, had a bunch of tests going, been to emergency once, been to specialists, And they came back saying, well, your numbers are off. And God spoke to me and said, see, you're peacekeeping and you're allowing that sense of you gotta have sugar to overwhelm the peace that I can bring to your body. I said, that that voice that is talking to you is speaking so much that it's overwhelming what God can, the peace that God can bring. Because sugar, you know, you eat a think about it, you eat a can of bar takes a what? I can eat a, one Reese's, one mouthful. It's pretty quick. You know, one, then as soon as I'm done, the other, it's pretty good. I mean, as a teenager, I could eat, I ate a hostess pie all in one bottle. I mean, we had contests, trust me. I know all about this, yes. Right, it's a temporary priest because now this past week, well, number one, we've been on the fast, but I am not allowed to be on the fast that you're on, but I have cut out all sugar, all dairy, all bread, and um, that's the basics that I've cut out, uh, and, and, and I don't drink, oh, I don't drink soda pop, diet soda pop. I have not drank in a diet soda pop in over a week. And it's, and it's like, Uh, you know but you know what this time though i i took god the presence of god into it with me and you know what i've kind of it's it's kind of like luen's been right there she can verify i'm sorry what
1: i kind of have the same conviction and like discovery process going on like there really is a difference between peacekeeping and peacemaking and uh, because we're on the fast and we are working through some medical issues, God has been confronting us that sometimes this peacekeeping and peacemaking is needs to be done inside yourself. I mean, you can do it at a global level, international level. You can do it at a city level. You can do it at a relationship level. But I'm talking about the part, doing it inside yourself. And what we have found, what I have also found, is that I've been walking around peacekeeping inside myself with food. And peacekeeping doesn't actually bring any results. And so we are shifting over. We're, we're in the process of shifting over to peacemaking, which is another whole ballgame.
0: game. Absolutely. So another point to make, if you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to be useful to God? You know, when, when, you know, my condition was if I allowed it to get worse, it wouldn't have taken long for me to have some, I mean, I already have a serious problem, but I could have a lot more serious problems. The, the, the biggest thing involved here is, you know, is God is a gracious God. Because I, I went in for a doctor's appointment on Tuesday to check all this out. Blood pressure was 96 over 60. It's like, it's what? Because I've never, I mean, all my blood pressure been 130, 140, over 80, 90. And all of a sudden it's 90, 96 over 60. It's like, you want to take that again? Because that's, I've never had one like that. Um, and, and I lost 20 pounds. That was another thing. I mean, this is all, this is all, you know, in two weeks. And then my blood sugars—I don't know if you, anybody takes their blood sugar, but mine this morning was 82. 82. It's not 190, 220, about ready to go in for the hospital to get it checked and have insulin and all. It wasn't. It's down to 82. So, so it's, you know what? It's it's not me doing it. I'm just following what God said. But that's that's what about peacemaking? God wants. It. Look at the big picture. Amen? So, that's my struggle. I'm sure all of us have other struggles. Amen? But all of us together, we're making up churches. The church as a whole has a peacemaker. Let me read this real quick. A peacemaker is someone who is willing to resolve both outer and inner turmoil in order to establish peace with others and within themselves. In a to be... Peacemaking will require engaging in conflict and tension to help bring the situation to a solid place. Uh, Will require engaging in conflict and tension to help bring the situation to a solid place, not a temporary holding place, but a solid place. A peacekeeper, on the other hand, desires to maintain peace, avoiding conflict. They typically give in to this tension, steer clear of disagreement to keep others happy. That's why I said, you know, to, to, to start out with, we're not here to keep you happy, okay? Because that's not the best for you, amen? Because if we do that as a church, all we do is we become a church of bandages. We have a bandage ministry. And so, like, I'm, I'm gonna demonstrate with Faith. I already talked to her. It's cool. So Faithy Faith, has now and, and, and Faithy has a problem. She's been offended. Okay? Yeah, so 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 what do we do? I, I got a big Band-Aid. Too big. I got a little one somewhere in here, but that's too little. I got, I got the right Band-Aid to put on it. It's just a little offense. Oh, no, I'm not putting it here. Absolutely. Clean up
1: on aisle
0: one. But this is what churches do to somebody who says, "Oh, you got So now she's all fixed up and looking better. Because why? Instead of saying, instead of saying, "Oh my gosh." Uh, maybe you have some unforgiveness and maybe you have some other stuff going on that you need, I need to introduce you to God about. That's all it was. No, she doesn't. No, not long. But But seriously, that's what, that's what peacekeeping does. It's like, no, she's got an alley, so we're gonna make, make her feel good, make her feel happy, make her feel peaceful instead of saying, let me introduce you to my God because there's a deeper problem here. And the deeper problem, maybe you have unforgiveness. Maybe you have something else going on where I'm, I'm not qualified to help you, but I have a God who is. I have a God who can take care of all, all those triggers and all those pains from the past, and, and he can deal with them. And guess what? There will be a, a peace that comes about you that's so much better than what I as a person can give you that temporary peace. Amen. So I demonstrate that because we do not who wants to be a band-aid church? Who who wants who wants to be in charge of band-aid ministry? Raise your hands. Oh, no, no takers. Oh shoot. Dang. So going forward, you know, Jesus made a point to say, to say, blessed are the peacemakers, because Bless, because they are the ones who are children of God. That, I don't know about you, but that speaks so much volumes to me in the sense of we should be all living like children of God, but we need to be children of God that are growing and maturing, not just staying in the same place. Because if you think about it, if, if, if I'm talking to my four-year-old granddaughter, Melanie, and, and she makes some kind of statements. I would come up to her and go, oh, honey, that was so cute. And, and even though the statement was totally off and totally stuff, why would I do that to my four-year-old? Because she doesn't understand what she's saying. We as Christians should understand what we're saying. If we're going to be a peacemaker, we're not just here to promote peace at all costs. See, that's the difference between a peacemaker and a peacekeeper. Peacekeepers promote peace at all costs. Peacemakers bring the one who is the real peace. Amen? And, and, and that's what we need to be a church of doing. You know, it's, it's no longer going forth. And, you know, it, it, think about what you see. You know, there's churches today that says, oh, we're going to have people in leadership that, that are homosexual." because we want to keep the peace with the world. And, and you might say, well, that's a really touchy subject, but the Bible talks about that, does it not? And, and it's like, yes, I understand sin is sin and there's other things involved, but if I can tell you in our church, if, if, the, if we know about somebody being in sin, guess what, they don't minister. They're not here, they're not up here sitting in front of the pulpit, Amen. Why? Well, because you still call sin, sin, and, and, I, and we do not compromise. That's a word we have to learn to get used to not saying. I will not compromise, speak with me. I will not compromise my relationship with Jesus Christ to make peace with somebody in the world. We need to keep that one going. You know why? It's important, because... People in the world are not looking for you to make peace with them, they're looking for you, they want to get to know your God. They want to know what makes you different and what makes you different is your relationship with God. There's nothing, I'm not special, I know Mr. Esposito back there is not special, but there is something special in who we have relationship with and that relationship is based on God. Let me let me check my notes, make sure I haven't missed anything. Oh, I want to conclude with this. You might say, why is it important that I do not, that I have to make a choice and be a peacemaker instead of a peacekeeper? Turn to your Bibles in John chapter 19, verse one. Luann, would you like to read? Nineteen, verse one. 19, 19, 19. Yep. Jesus crowned then Pilate, therefore, took Jesus and scourged him. Keep going. I'm sorry. 5, Two fifteen. You're reading a lot. Oh. <laughs> I <guess I'm> reading.
1: <laughs> then Pilate, therefore, took Jesus and scourged him, and the soldiers platted a crown of thorns, and put it on his head, and they put on him a purple robe, and said, Hail, King Jesus, King of the Jews. And they smote him with their hands. Pilate, therefore, went forth again, and saith unto them, Behold, I bring him forth to you, that you may know that I find no fault in him. Then came Jesus forth, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Wow. And Pilate said unto him, Behold the man. When the chief priests therefore and the officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said unto them, Take him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God." When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was uh, the more afraid and went again into the judgment hall and said to Jesus, whence art thou? Like, who are you? uh, But Jesus gave him no answer. Then said Pilate unto him, speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have the power to crucify thee and have power to release thee? how far do you want me to go 16 power to release thee and jesus answered thou couldest have no other power at all against me except it were given thee from above therefore he that delivered me into into thy hands hath greater sin and from thenceforth pilate sought to release him but the jews cried out saying if thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself a king, speaketh against Caesar. When when Pilate, therefore, heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth and sat down in the judgment seat in, in a place that is called uh, the pavement, but in Hebrew, uh, Gabatha, Gabatha, And it was the preparation of the Passover, and about the sixth hour, and he said to the Jews, Behold, your king. But they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then delivered he him therefore unto them to be crucified, and they took Jesus and led him away.
0: Amen. You know why I have Luann read scripture if it's long? Because it's a Canadian doing King James. I think it's fascinating. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm just, I'm just saying, because you get the Canadian accent doing King James, and it's like, all right. <laughs> but, but you look at that scripture, and you look at Pilate. He had a chance to stop being a peacekeeper because he was agreeing with the Jews. He had a chance to do something different. Now, you may say, well, Jesus had to be crucified anyway. And so that's what was gonna happen. But you know what? A man stood in the gap and and knew what was right and wrong. He could have made a difference. He could have decided, oh, no, this is not right. I'm gonna do it this way. And that's where you and I stand right now is we stand in a world where we can make a difference if we'll change the way we do things. It's up to you. What do you want to be, a peacemaker or a peacekeeper? Amen? What do you say we stand? Let's pray. Father, we come right now. We ask that you just just change our way of thinking. Help us understand where you want us to be. Help us see that we can change the world by just who we become, and that is lead them to you, Father. Just become like Jesus, lead people in reconciliation to you. And right now, we ask for that understanding and that grace in our lives. Not only with our individual bodies, but with people outside of us. There's always someone bigger, something bigger that we have to look to. It's just not about the peace. Church was not meant just to be in peace with the world. Church was meant to make peace with the world. In the name of Jesus, we say these things. Amen. If you were inspired by today's message, be sure to hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. For more information about The Loft or for gathering times and locations, you can check out our website at www.theloftnw.org or find us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in and we hope you'll join us again next time.